want to preach into your ears this morning on the topic of make room. We're going to spend December getting good at making room for God in our life. Uh, so bump your neighbor, tell them make room, and you can be seated in the presence of God. We're going to read uh, from a book you may or may not uh, hear read from often in church anymore. It's called the Bible. Um, it's pretty good. It's uh, some of its words are uh, uh, several thousand years old. Uh, what we're going to read this morning is about two thousand years old. We're going to read from uh, Saint Luke's recollection, uh, and he actually wasn't there, uh, but. Uh, he was uh, jotting this down from first-hand accounts as what happened and what took place uh, whenever Mary uh, decided or, or found out that she was going to be having uh, the Son of God, when she was going to actually uh, uh, become Mother Mary, the Mary of Jesus. So Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, and just follow along with us on the screen if you don't have your Bible. Uh, if you do have your Bible, I always encourage you to open it up. It's good to uh, read your Bible uh, uh, along. It kind of helps you get accustomed with it. You know, uh, the Bible can be an intimidating book if you never open it, but it's, it's like anything. Once you start uh, diving into it, then the intimidation goes away very quickly and you get very comfortable. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. And in the sixth month, now this is referencing the sixth month of Mary Mary's cousin, whose name was Elizabeth, the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. She was pregnant with John the Baptist. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. So whenever you hear Jesus, son of David, it is because... Uh, number one, it was to fulfill prophecy, but number two, it is because Joseph could trace his lineage. Matter of fact, Matthew chapter 1, you can follow it. It'll give you the lineage of Christ, uh, the lineage of Christ's father, uh, uh, really stepdad, but Joseph. But uh, that's where we get son of David because Joseph was of the lineage of King David. So Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the, and the angel came in unto her, came into her house, and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when Mary saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, meaning she began to wonder, what manner of salutation this should be? What does this uh, greeting mean? So she is in the kitchen or wherever she is, and then all of a sudden, poof, there's Gabriel the angel uh, standing there, and he says, uh, Hail, uh, thou art highly favored among women. So she was taken back, and she begins to try to figure out what type of somebody saying hello to me, what, what is happening right this moment? So she's trying to figure it out. And the angel said unto her, what God says unto you every time he comes into your presence, every time you come into his presence, or uh, whenever he sends a message to you, he almost always starts with fear not. So, the, so Gabriel uh, looks at Mary and says, fear not, Mary, uh, for you have found favor. Everybody say favor. favor. You found favor with God. Now, you can find a lot of things in this life. 
But when you find favor with God, you have found something. Because a moment of God's favor can change everything in your life. I am flooded, even while I'm talking, I am flooded with thoughts of how the favor of God has worked in my life so strongly. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. So he says, you're about to be pregnant and you need to name this baby boy you're going to have Jesus. Then he goes on to begin to describe Jesus, which is like one of the first times we have a first hand uh, or, or what the angel said. It's one of the first times we hear somebody specifically saying what Jesus is going to be like in the era, in the time that Jesus was actually going to be born. So we hear about him uh, in the Old Testament. He is prophesied of constantly. But this is one of the first times when we hear what Jesus is going to be like. And he says, he shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob, or Israel, forever, and get this, and of his kingdom... There shall be no end. Give God a big hand of praise right there. We begin to hear what Jesus is going to be like. Then Mary says unto the angel, which I think personally is a very reasonable question. She says, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She had never, uh, she was a virgin. Therefore, she was, she had a very reasonable question. How is this going to happen? Well, the scripture says, with man, something may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So you may be going through something right now, and you can't figure out how is this going to work out? How is, how is something good going to come out of this situation? Well, with man, with your own abilities, it's impossible. But God has this way of doing what you cannot do, working where you cannot see him work, changing something that nobody else can change. So Mary says, how is this going to happen since uh, I don't know a man? And the angel answered her, which I also think is very important. If you ask God a question, God will answer you. Amen. The, the thing that we have to get real good at is accepting the answer. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, one translation says later, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. That word overshadow is the same word that was used whenever uh, Peter would be walking down the road. Uh, uh, the Bible says that after Jesus ascended into heaven and the Holy Spirit fell, that they would take people and they would lay, lay them in the street so that when Peter would walk by in hopes that his shadow would touch them, would come upon them, and they would be healed of whatever infirmity that they had. And the same word, overshadow, uh, in the Greek is used there. So literally, uh, it's, it's like God just showed up uh, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit showed up there at Mary's house and overshadowed her, similar to how in the Bible, uh, in Genesis, whenever God formed 
uh, man in his likeness and in his image. Uh, there, is a, uh, there are some translations that indicate that God literally cast a shadow on the earth and began to form man out of the dust of the earth in his shadow whereby if you want to know what God looks like, he looks a lot like you. He looks a lot like me. Uh, uh, Jesus is, uh, is fully God and fully man. So whenever he came to earth, he didn't have to come up with a different way to look. He, we were formed in his form. Amen? Amen. So literally, uh, God overshadowed, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. And he said, therefore also, the holy thing that shall be born of you shall be called, get this, the Son of God. Jesus is not just a good man. Jesus is not just a prophet. I've heard it said before by some very smart people. They said, I don't have a problem with Jesus. I think he's great. I just don't like Christians. That's because sometimes Christians can be rude and mean and, you know, kind of look down on people. And nobody here, and we're not going to be that ever. Uh, but uh, you can't, even if you don't like Christians... You can't leave Jesus at a good man. If he's just a good man, we're all in trouble. Listen, there's a lot of good people by definition of people who do good things. But Jesus is not just a good man. The Bible says, and we believe and we know to be true, that he is the Son of God. Verse 36, And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she also conceived a child in her own age. And uh, this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. So Elizabeth couldn't have kids. Now God opens up her womb in her old age and she's six months pregnant. So uh, then Gabriel says to her, she, he says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Everybody say nothing, nothing. is impossible with my God. Anytime you feel impossible breathing down your neck, you just remind impossible that nothing is impossible with your God. Verse 38, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Everybody say, Make room. Mary is going about her life and everything is wonderful. Let me tell you what's probably going through Mary's mind at this moment. She's probably skipping down the street with the current copy of Bridal Magazine, picking out the most beautiful dresses imaginable, tasting every wedding cake in town, and trying to figure out where is the best place for me and Joe. Everybody doesn't call him Joe. Most people call him Joseph, but I call him Joe. Where me and Joey are going to get married. And she's probably skipping down the road because if you've ever seen seen a young lady who wants to get married they just seem light on their feet all the time they're so excited about the day that's coming when little girls are this big they begin to think about their wedding day they begin to think about what it's going to be like when their father takes their husband to be and walks him down the aisle and lets go of his hand and hands his daughter to them and says I want you to look after her and protect her and maybe she's thinking about what her daddy's going to wear all she's thinking about is I'm going to marry Joseph and all of a sudden 
God has a different plan than you had planned. Which it wasn't really different because she still married Joseph. Get this. It was just exceedingly abundantly more than she was asking and thinking at the time. I'm going to marry Joseph. Oh, Mom, what do you think about this dress? I love it, but that's too expensive, honey. You know your daddy, he works so hard, he can't do that. What about this one? What about this one? I like that. What about these shoes? What color should we have at the wedding? I love this flower. It's my favorite flower. Should we have this flower? Mom, have you tried this cake? Everything is pointed in one direction and she's focused on it because if you've ever seen a young lady that wants to be married, they are focused. They have television shows that show how focused these young ladies can be. One is called Bridezilla's. (laughs) If you wonder... If you wonder what was on Mary's mind, you just think of any young lady, totally smitten, head over heels in love, staring at her wedding date and getting ready to marry the man of her dreams when all of a sudden she's faced with a choice. Mary, will you make room for God I know you have a plan, and I like your plan, but will you make room for God? You see, in our life, we we get so busy, and we try to figure out why we don't hear from God, and we try to figure out why nothing's changing, and we try to figure out what has shifted when so many times it's because we haven't made room for God. It's because we... We're doing everything we have to do and we're missing out on what's possible only with Him. But I don't want to stay on that because I think we can all agree that making room for God is one of the most imperative things that we can do in our life. What I want to do is I want to give you four keys quickly on how we make room for God. Number one, everybody say number one. You go to church We, we, we do this every week, two, three times a week, not because we need something to do, but because we love the Lord. We're called according to His purpose, believing that even though we're going through the week, just like everybody else, that all things are going to work together for, all, all things are going to work together for good for us, because we love God, we're called according to His purpose, and we stop every week, first morning of the week, and we say, "Oh God, before I get to Sunday afternoon, I'm going to give you all the praise, I'm going to give you all the glory, I'm going to give you all the honor." Before I get to the next step, I'm going to make room in my life. This is a a constant, never-changing decision I've made. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about us. You make room for God. You begin to tell Him. Listen to me. Some of us, me included, there are television shows that are on my DVR, but you've got to plan to record the show. I've made room in my life for a television show. And sometimes we don't make room for God. 
I'm not mad at TV. I love TV. A lot of my TV shows that I watch, a significant portion of them are preachers. I just love preaching. If you don't believe me, ride in a car with me. I've preached more sermons to Crystal Hallam than she, she does. She should get a pass from going to church. I just love preaching. I love proclaiming the goodness of God. But we've got to make one of the simplest ways. And listen, I'm not saying it's got to be every Sunday. I'm not saying it's got to be every Wednesday. I'm not here to to make anybody feel bad. I'm telling you, if you want to know how to make room for God, the band is here. The, 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 The worship is here. The Word is here. The Bible says, where two or more gather in my name, I am there. The Spirit of God is here. You want to see God move in your life. Be in the house of the Lord. Number two, serve the house of God. Samuel, one of the greatest prophets of our Old Testament, was committed to the house of God as a child. In other words, we have the authority over our children to commit them while they're young to the house of God. And when they get old, guess what? They will not depart from it. Give God a big hand of praise right there. If you want to sleep well at night when your children are grown, you put it in them when they're young. You say, well, what, what if my children are older? Then you just continue, right? You just start right where you're at. This is not an exclusive thing. This is just, we have the opportunity to serve the house of God. And here's the thing. We talked about it last week. If you want to see God, serve God. The Bible said when Jesus turned water into wine, literally, when he turned water into wine, nobody knew what had happened except the servants knew. If your plan for church is just to attend, we love you. We'll keep a chair warm for you. But you are missing out on the best thing that New Heights Church has to offer. More ministry happens in our First Touch team, that's all of our volunteers, than ever happens on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday, or a Wednesday night while I'm up here speaking. Because iron sharpens iron all day long, all season long, all service long. Things are just happening and people are ministering one to another. Number three. Oh, I love this one. Tell your story. Tell it to people who already know it. Get good at it. Rehearse it. Tell them what God did for you. Tell them the thing God did for you. You don't have to remember what he did for Pastor Brian. You don't have to remember what he did for Pastor Larry. It's wonderful if you do. But you tell them what God did for you. And let me tell you where to start. Start in your own house. When your children are old enough and they can handle some details, you you begin to give them details about what God has done in your life. You begin to share with them, this is not... The only way people live, this is the way we've chosen to live because of what Jesus did for me. And let me just tell you, sweetheart, what Jesus did for me. We have a member of our church whom I love was born again in an underground church in Saudi Arabia. One of the most powerful stories I've ever heard in my life. You can't hear the story without being moved to tears and compassion. I could never tell his story the way he tells his story. 
in our Bible, it's filled with, with, with information. And one of the wonderful pieces of information is the retelling of how the Israelites were set free from the, from the Egyptians. It's told over and over and over again. And the reason is, is because we should never get tired of telling what God has done for us. You tell your children, here's what he did for me, and he'll do it for you. Here's what he did for me, and he'll do it for you. If you say, Jesus, I don't have a story. If you say, I don't have a story, let me just tell you something. Your story begins today. Before this service is over, you're going to give your heart to him. He's going to cleanse you of every sin you've ever done. You're going to become a new creation, and you're going to have a beginning to your story. You're going to walk out of here with the peace uh, uh, flooding your soul and who you are, but you've got to get good at telling your story. Number four, everybody say number four. You've got to make time. You want to go to the dentist? Unless it's an emergency, you don't just walk in. You have an appointment. And then you get there early, and they still make you wait 30 minutes. What? That, wait, scratch that from the tape. <laughs> you want to go to the doctor? He's the great physician. If we need an appointment to see a natural doctor, why shouldn't we set an appointment to hear and speak to the great physician? We have to make room. And, and let, let me just give you a couple of examples of how you can do it. You can decide part of your morning routine. I'm going to pray. I don't know what to pray. You can start with the Lord's Prayer. What you'll find is consistency produces a metamorphosis in your prayer life. The more consistent you become with God in making room for Him... Because it, he has information for you that will help you go through life's troubles. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows it all. He has all the data. I have a good friend of mine that I went to college with, and, and, and I bumped into him about three or four years after we graduated, and, and he was a pilot, and, and I had no idea that, that he was even going that direction. He became a pilot with one of the big airlines. And I said, man, I had no idea. And he, he, said, he said, yeah, well, we hadn't talked in four years. Sometimes God has information that can help us through a season, but if we don't take time to have the conversation, we'll find out four years later he was doing something and we didn't even know it. Boy, this got heavy, like in a hurry. I didn't think it was going to go this way. I'll give you another example. What if Gabriel hadn't told Mary, you're about to be pregnant by God, and Mary just started showing signs of being pregnant? Could you imagine the mind melt that that would have been for a young lady, knowing you were upright, knowing you had done everything that you were supposed to do, and now you're pregnant? No, 
God gives us information, and he's the only one that has it. God gives us information to prepare us for the season of life that we are in and that we are coming to, but you have to make time for him in order to hear his voice. How much time? Well, that depends on you. And I don't mean that hostile at all. I'm saying if you pray for an hour a day and your knees look like camel knees from all the prayer that you do and you feel like God's calling you to more, maybe it's 30 minutes and then 45 minutes in the afternoon, that's your deal. But if you're not praying at all and the only time you ever pray is over your food, if that, I'm saying if you can give 30 seconds to God on a consistent basis, He can revolutionize your life. Come on, somebody clap can revolutionize your life. And then we've got to get real good at, at, at praying in this direction. Nevertheless, thy will be done. I'm going to marry Joseph. I'm going to marry Joseph. Wait a minute. I'm what? By who? And I'm supposed to tell Joseph God made me pregnant? Could you imagine that moment in time when she figured out that she had to tell Joseph, her fiancé, that an angel told me I'm pregnant by God and no, I did not cheat on you. Could you imagine? These are real people. This really happened. This is not a fictional novel with some created characters. This young lady had to look in the eyes of the man that she loved and tried to convince him that she was carrying the Son of God on the inside of her. We've got to be able to make room for God even when it's not comfortable. That's not a conversation somebody would want to have, I can just tell you. Let, let me tell you how I think it would go. Here we go. Help me out up here, Matthew. Meet me at Starbucks. Got it. I'll meet you at Starbucks. Wonderful. So we're sitting at Starbucks. Mary walks in. Joseph's got her favorite drink, a white chocolate mocha grande with whipped cream on top. And he goes, hey, babe, looking so fine. Can't wait till we get married. Glory to God. And she goes, yeah, about that, Joey. Um, so, Mary, you're making me nervous. Yeah, 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 I'm not trying to make you nervous. I'm actually a little nervous. Um, you know I love you, right? Well, of course, hon. I mean, what's going on, you know? I'm even making us our, our kitchen table for our house. I can't wait, you know? My dad taught me all the carpentry skills we needed. It's, it's going to be wonderful. Jelly, could you just stop talking about carpentry for like one second, please? Thank you. Sorry, sorry, Mayor. I'm just like real excited about being married. What do you want to talk about? Je Je Joey? God sent an angel to speak to me. And I'm pregnant. By God. And I will be having... God's only son. Joseph looks her right in the face. Was it Nathaniel? <laughs> I know you said y'all are friends. I've never trusted that guy. I can't stand Nathaniel. 
I'm trying to tell you, and this is very hard for me. <laughs> the Lord made me pregger. <laughs> Immediately, Joseph pulls out his iPhone, puts on Facebook, I have an unspoken prayer request, just pray for me, hashtag blessed in the city, hashtag God knows, hashtag wedding question mark. <laughs> Could you imagine? Mary did what God told her to do even when it was uncomfortable. She did what God told her to do even when it was difficult. So for you and for me, we know what we should do. Sometimes we just don't know how. Four simple keys to making room for God in your life. Number one, make church a priority. You're already doing that. Number two, serve the house of God. You want to see God? Serve Him. If you don't serve on any area of our First Touch team, you can meet one of our wonderful leaders in the lobby right after service. Just ask anybody. We'll get you connected, and you'll begin to experience miracle after miracle after miracle that the only people who see it, and I don't mean this any weird way, is the people who serve. I wish you could hear all the testimonies. It's like God has created these Incredible opportunities and recipes for us to experience success. And sometimes we just leave them dormant. Number three, you tell somebody what God did for you. You say, well, I've already told them. Well, tell them again. If they've already heard it, give them the short notice. Sometimes you're just practicing so that in the right moment, you'll be ready to tell it in the right way. Number four, you make time for God. You say, I don't know when, I don't know where. Your lunch break, your, 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 your break in the morning, uh, before you go to bed at night, first thing in the morning, you find that time. And then you just, you just start taking just little baby steps, just little baby steps, just little baby steps. And the people who don't understand, God will speak to them personally. You see, Mary told Joseph, and Joseph was like, oh my gosh. And he says, listen, i got to make sure that nobody thinks anything wrong about Mary. So i got to find a way to cover this up because I just don't want I love her so much. I understand she shouldn't have done these things. He really thought she did. She shouldn't have done these things, but, but I still don't want her to be condemned. How can I cover this? And an angel spoke to Joseph in a dream and explained the whole thing to him. Could you imagine that meeting? This is Joseph throwing rocks at Mary's window. <laughs> Joey, oh, you hit me with a rock, Joey. Joey, what? The angel that spoke to you came and told me what you said was the truth. And Mary said, if you, if you had to hear it from an angel and didn't believe me, wedding's off. Slam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mary said, really? Really?
I still want to marry you. We'll do everything we can to take care of this baby. I'll raise him honored and humbled to be just close to the Son of God. I love you so much. All I want to do is be close to you, Mary. And Mary didn't have to shove the Word of God down Joseph's throat. God made a way where there was no way. Last, last point. Verse 39, Mary arose in those days, this is right after the angel spoke to her. Mary arose in those days, went to the hill country with haste into a, a city of Judah and, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Elizabeth was her cousin and it came to pass when Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, heard the salutation. When Mary walked in and said, hey girl, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Last point. What do we need to do? Make room for God. How? I just told you. Why? Because somebody is waiting for you on the other side of your obedience to hear the message that the King will set you free. Elizabeth uh, was standing there. Mary walks in and goes, Elizabeth, Liz, Lizzie, Beth, hey, what's up? And all of a sudden the power of God filled the room and she began to be moved. She began to prophesy and proclaim how good God is and proclaim what this baby's going to do. And everything began to shift, not just in her life, but in Mary's life, not just in Elizabeth's life, but in the baby's life, not just in Zachariah's life, but in Joseph's life what I'm telling you is when you make room for God God makes room for everything you care about stand to your feet please no when we make room for God He changes everything when Mary got the news she delivered it even though it may be uncomfortable She took her plans, which were good, and she said, Nevertheless, thy will be done. If this is what you want from me, God, then this is what I will do. And everything, every relationship we can see in her life was miraculously affected. 